are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of the Locked On Sun Devils is brought to you by On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL and the only place to score a -a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package to the big game this year. And we're here for a Thursday edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw, joined always by my good friend Connor Drios. This is the Locked On Sun Devils podcast where we give you the best information, bias and otherwise, for the Arizona State Sun Devils football, basketball team, and a little bit of everything in between. On this edition of the podcast, we're going to talk about ASU's game against the GCU Antelopes tonight. Wait, wait, wait. The GCU? The. The Grand Canyon University. The GCU. Was that better? You you put too much mustard on it. That's all I'm saying. That's your your alma mater. We're just, we're not Ohio State. We're not those people. We're not that guy. You're not that guy. But... Yeah, I mean, you you do you do have a good basketball team, which is why we're going to talk about them and the problem that they pose for the Arizona State Sun Devils in Tempe. In the second segment, we're going to come around. We're going to talk about more transfer news because we may not know how to recruit, but we do know how to get guys to come and leave the program. And then we're going to close it out with our just our, our total darling Rashad White officially declaring for the draft and opting out of the Las Vegas Bowl. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Locked on Sun Levels and making us your first listen every day. The best part about this podcast is that we're free and available on all platforms, whether that's Odyssey or Spotify or Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts, wherever it is you get your podcast. Me and Connor are here Monday through Friday giving you the best. It's Connor and I. Connor and I. On my podcast, where Connor is nice enough to stop by. Every week. Every week. Every day. Every day, Monday through Friday, giving you the best Sun Devils content. You can follow us on Twitter as well. I, myself, am at RichieBrads36. Connor is at Cedrios. And then follow the Locked on Sun Devils page as well, at LO underscore Sun Devils. Connor, unfortunately, I have to ask you, even though you're already on my nerves, how are you? Hey, we made it before three minutes until that happened. Uh, I'm great. It is, uh, it, it's Thursday. We're getting towards the end of the week. Just past hump day, right? Uh, we have Thursday night football. We have ASU playing some basketball today. Can't really complain about a whole lot. Going to be a great day of sports. A great day of sports it will be, especially because you got to powerhouse Arizona colleges in the Valley area. Going at it on the basketball court with Arizona State squaring off against Grand Canyon University. I think only part of that was accurate. I'm not even sure which part. But I definitely know all of it was not. Well, I mean, Glendale Community College definitely isn't playing. That is very, well, at least not against us for all we know. So it should be an exciting game. I will say, so GCU's basketball team, they're currently 8-1 in the season. They haven't played anybody. Right, but that, that's not their fault. They they play in the whack. That's not necessarily a uh, a big division, right? They they play a lot of, for just lack of a better term, they play lesser talented teams. That does not mean they don't pose a threat to ASU at all. Just like what you were saying, Richie. Uh, I, I think 
ASU beat GCU, and they might have played at GCU last year, if I remember correctly. They beat them on essentially a, like a half-court, half-court plus buzzer beater, um, which, I, I mean, a win is a win, no matter how ugly it, it is, right? So they, they beat GCU last year. Uh, but they, they gave them a run for their money, for sure. Uh, neither the 2020 team or 2021 team for ASU basketball have given me a ton of confidence so far. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the spread before we touch on the players. So uh, ASU is favored at home by four and a half. Over under is set at 130. Uh, ha- how do you feel about that? You're going to be taking ASU to cover in this game? Do we ever take ASU to cover? What's the rule? Never, ever, ever take ASU to cover. They did cover against Oregon. I don't know what that spread was, but I guarantee you they covered since they won because I'm sure they were not favored, they, especially They had the to have covered. Yeah. Um, same thing with the over-under. I, I think I'm going to take the under in this game at 130. How about a, a little gentleman's bet? We'll, we'll have to come up with a, a, a deal before the end of the podcast, but uh, I'll, I'll take I'll take GCU uh, just straight up, not even to cover. I'll just take GCU to win. All right, loser has to shave their head for six years. And that's it. We uh, That's it for the Thursday edition of the podcast. We're not talking about anything else because I'm not making that bet. All right, cool. How how about loser has, has to buy the other person in and out? Deal. And then we'll talk about that, how that meal went. I uh, can't wait for you to buy me in and out. But as an ASU locked on Sun Devil supporter, it sounds like you win either way. I win either way. Yeah. So <laughs> sounds like a terrible bet for me. So, but but GCU does pose a, a bit of a threat to ASU for sure. Not not the the most difficult game ASU is going to have on their schedule. That being said, uh, don't they have a couple former ASU players? I was going to say there is going to be some familiarity on the other side of the court in the forms of Holland Woods and Tashawn Cherry, both of whom played for Arizona State and decided to transfer last year to go play for the Lopes, and now they will make their return to Tempe. And Holland Woods is actually one one of their more important pieces. He is the second highest scorer on their team. He is the, the veteran player there. He is the senior starting uh, guard for them, so... And a Phoenix kid, too. So he grew up in this area, for what it's worth. They also have another guard by the name of Javon Blackshear, who's averaging 16.1 points per game, 2.7 rebounds, and 4.1 assists. So their dynamic duo is definitely Blackshear and Woods. Uh, It'll be interesting to see Woods uh, coming back to play. I'm sure there'll be a little bit of nostalgia there for him. But to me, it's not so much what GCU can do against this team. It It is what can ASU build upon against Oregon, right? We talked about how good the three-point shooting was, at least in the first half. You're going to live and die by it, especially if you're not necessarily a great shooting team or if you can just get hot. I don't I don't want to say I want to see less three, uh, three-point three attempts. I do. I, I just, I mean, if they're making them, they're making them, right? And but that's, they're not. That's the whole point. Like, when you're playing hero ball, when you look like the hero, no one's going to complain. But when you look like the zero, everyone's going to complain, and you 100% deserve it. But you only look like the zero. So... As far as this team goes, you really don't have a ton of height. So both of their guards, which granted their guards, uh, Javon Blackshear is only 5'11", Holland Woods is at 6'1". They have uh, a junior forward who I imagine is going to be playing uh, the center position for them at 6'7". They really only have a a bunch of forwards, no technically centers listed on their roster. Um, So really not a ton of height for this team, so hopefully that's an area that ASU can take advantage and again, it is back in Tempe, right? There, there's no place like home. Granted, it is still uh, a game a game in the state of Arizona for GCU, so I'm sure some of their fans will pack out that stadium 
uh, as well. Uh, but should be a good game against GCU nonetheless. Yeah, we'll have to see. I I think it's just going to be like an underrated storyline is having Holland Woods and Tashawn Cherry come home. I Don't get me wrong. This isn't something that like is going to be breaking the sports world. It's not even really going to be breaking the, the sports world in the Valley. But it is just going to be very interesting, especially considering that Holland Woods has been a very integral piece of what the Antelopes have been able to do for their basketball team. I, I'm curious to see if he would like to make a statement of like, man, I bet you guys wish I stayed. There's always that revenge game, right? There, there's that always, there's that narrative whether it is in that player's head or not, right? And for a guy like Woods, uh, I don't know the reason he transferred off the top of my head. I do remember him playing for ASU a little bit, but don't don't remember the reason why he transferred. Could just been lack of playing time. Um, so you could be totally right. It could be a, hey, I'm starting now for a team that's in the same state as you, and I'm playing pretty well. Here's exactly what you're missing out, and he could totally want to, to show up ASU and this coaching staff and show exactly what they were missing. Now, right or wrong to let him go, he's having a, a very solid year for GCU, so good for him. Uh, no love lost there, uh, but at the same time, it'll, it'll definitely be a storyline to watch. Yeah, I think it'll, it'll just be a fun little game. So, uh, obviously, we have our fun little little gentleman's bet going on. Connor, what is your heart telling you this game's going to end up being? Who, who, who's going to win? Unfortunately, I, I see another start, and it's really, it's just, it's been so consistent, so that's why I almost don't care who the opponent is. Uh, short of the game against Oregon, where they were leading, right, they were up like 16-6 to six at one point before Oregon ended up uh, being up 31-30 to 30 at half, I just, I see it, an opportunity that GCU is going to be able to put up points against them early, uh, and maybe ASU's not playing as crisp and all facets of the game's offense or defense. Uh, and either they find themselves in a hole or they're playing against a competitive team, which should not be as competitive as I think the score is going to dictate. So GCU is not a bad basketball program. Again, they're sitting at 8-1. Uh, but compared to some of the other teams that ASU is going to have to play, not exactly the most frightening basketball team. But this is a team that has, they just made uh, their first appearance in the NCAA tournament. They've been kind of on the, the cusp the last couple of years, but playing in uh, the WAC, they're not going to take two teams out of the whack. So for the most part, it's been New Mexico State for years and years and years. Um, so they, unless GCU wins the division, that's the only way they're really going to be that relevant. So not a bad basketball pro- program by any means. I really don't think it's it's. Um, it just it won't be impossible for GCU to win this game, and I think that shows itself in the spread, right? Only being at four and a half points. So. Should be fun. I, ideally, it's fun from the standpoint that ASU is building off of that game against Oregon. They're not falling back into some of their bad habits they've had early on this season. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely be tweeting about that throughout the game. Ideally, it is a lot of, man, look at ASU moving the ball. Look at them uh, just driving to the hoop. Not a lot of there's Another missed three-point attempt. So a lo- lot of narratives outside of just who their opponent is in this game. Yeah, I think it's just a fun narrative for, for the Valley. It, it, no one's going to care about this game. In, in the grand scheme of things for a variety of reasons. If for no other reason than neither of these two teams are anything special, but it's not a conference game. It's not going to be broadcast on ESPN. It's not even really a, a lot of like rivalry going on. This is a pretty fresh quote-unquote rivalry, and you would call it a rivalry because it's, it's in the same state and they're within 20 miles of each other. But I, I, I think I'm taking Arizona State. Unfortunately, I wish I could take them comfortably, and right now this team just has not given me any reason to be confident in taking them in any game. 
And with GCU making the tournament not that long ago, and by not that long ago, I mean last year, they they clearly are, like you said, Connor, they're on the cusp of something. Maybe they're figuring something out. So who knows? But I will take Arizona State, if for no other reason than they're the home team and it's my team and I want to see them win. With that being said, let's go ahead and head to our first break. When we come back from the first break and enter the second segment, we're going to be talking about some more transfer news, both players that are coming into the Arizona State football program and those who are leaving the Arizona State football program. Who's coming in and who's coming out? Stick around and listen with us. This is the Locked on Sun Levels podcast. All right, guys. Let's talk for a minute about kicking things up a notch for the big game, the grand stage, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi is less than 100 days away and on location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and an experience package to the big game. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with college stars turned NFL legends Troy Aikman, Marcus Allen, Tim Brown, and more, plus accommodations at five-star LA hotels and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship's yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash lockedonncaa. Head to netsuite.com slash lockedonncaa for special end-of-the-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses, netsuite.com slash lockedonncaa. And we return for the second segment of a Thursday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Thanks again so much for making us your first listen every day. Connor, what's the best part about this podcast? We're free and available on all platforms. All of them. Every single place that you want to get your podcast, we're free and available. Seven days a week. And by seven, I mean five. You know, the important ones. Monday through Friday. Yeah, the work days. Business days. Yeah, because I need my weekends. I need my weekends to grieve about my terrible sports teams. But that's not ASU, right? Uh, no, never, never, never. Asterix. But let's go ahead and, and talk about some transfer news. We've had lots of transfer news as of as of late involving the Arizona State Sun Devils football team. And Wednesday was no different. Starting off with the losing end, Tommy Hill, who was a freshman cornerback, uh, defensive back, special teamer for us, has officially entered the transfer portal and will not be with the Sun Devils in 2022. This is not ideal. He was a four-star player, actually pretty solid size. He was over six-foot-tall corner, and he didn't get on the field much this year, but a lot of that has to do with the fact that this is a very, very good secondary with a lot of veteran leadership. He played behind multiple 
honorable mentions for the All Pac-12 team. Yes, he did. Punches the wall in front of me. Thankfully, it's not my wall. But I mean, it it is a wall that will be getting punched because Jack Jones was not on the All Pro team, not All Pro, All Pac-12 team. But we talked about the SJ. So Tommy Hill, you're definitely right. Losing him stinks, especially losing two starting corners. Losing two, it was already going to be difficult enough to replace them. But losing guys who are already kind of integrated into your system, uh, a guy going into his sophomore season as a four-star recruit, that one hurts a little bit. And as we see more higher caliber players leave, there's going to be many reasons why this happens, right? Players leave teams every single year. It just happens. Uh, I mean, it even happens to like the better schools, teams like Alabama, where you have studs that are are second, third stringers that just don't have a chance to play because the guys in front of them are literal like NFL talented kind of players, you know? Uh, so there, there's plenty of opportunity for Tommy Hill to play next year. And he just said no for one reason or another. Could that be he just doesn't want to play for this program anymore? Maybe he doesn't see them going anywhere maybe in the time that he's going to be here. It could be, and it's a fair question. This team has not necessarily exceeded expectations under Herm Edwards. I would just say they've met them. So uh, we, we don't necessarily know why Tommy Hill's leaving. Don't know where he's going to go yet, but... You, you lost a valuable asset at a position that was going to need some uh, some more depth, let alone starters. So that one hurts for sure. Let me ask you this. Who hurts more, Tommy Hill or Chip Trianum? That's a good question. Um, in both positions, you're losing. So Jack Jones, Chase Lucas, starters. Rashad White, starter. You're, you're losing guys that were more than likely going to be starters coming into the season. Tommy Hill was maybe a little bit more of a question mark just because he was probably going to have to earn that spot a little bit more. Uh, but more than likely, it was going to be his position, one of the two for sure. Uh, but losing Rashad White, you see differing opinions out there, like where having Daniel Nagata behind uh, behind these guys where he didn't get as much run. It might have been more just, hey, we had some really good running backs in front of him, and he's not getting the opportunity. It's not because he's not good. It's just because we have really good players in front of him as well. So it's a fair question to pose. I would say, as of right now, Tommy Hill, just because I think there's more questions in the cornerback room uh, and there is in the running back room, because at least you have Daniel Nagata moving forward. I don't necessarily disagree with you. I think where it's a fun question is because you know what Chip Trainum was. So that that's the big bummer, is you're losing what you what you know you already had. Whereas with Tommy Hill, he could transfer, and it's not going to happen, but like imagine he goes to Alabama and becomes like an all-SEC kind of player. That would suck. So, like... With Tommy Hill, it's going to be that game of, man, I wonder what we lost. Even if he doesn't turn out to be anything with the next school he goes to, it'll be one of those what could have been. Whereas with Chip, we know, and it sucks that we know what, we're, what we are losing. So that that's where the two will differentiate. But on the bright side, we did get a couple other guys to come in in the forms of Messiah, Messiah Swinson, the tight end, and Derek Smith, a defensive back. Yep, so Messiah Swinson, fun fact, uh, he, so Arizona's current tight end room average height is like six foot five, not including like Curtis Hodges. So not really as much height as you would think at the tight end position. Swinson is six foot seven. Uh, he's had several years of experience over at Missouri. He actually did tour with ASU back in, in 2017. A lot of quotes uh, from him committing. One that I found really interesting is that there's been a lot of things that have changed. The main thing was the previous coaching staff has changed, and that was the biggest takeaway for him. Uh, again, he he noted a lot of things as well, but previous coaching staff. So apparently, he wasn't the biggest fan of maybe Todd Graham or, or potentially how he ran his uh, his football team. Uh, he said all, all the players that he talked to, all the coaching staff, they all said 
essentially a lot of the same things. They seem to be very aligned and on the same page, which maybe that wasn't a thing for him at the time. Uh, but he feels he, like he's got a big opportunity to play here, and that's what he said the coaching staff talked to him about was coming in and making an immediate impact. So we just talked earlier this week, and I'm already blanking on the other tight end's name that we brought in, uh, but not a lot of depth at the position. Uh, this could be a situation where uh, Messiah Swinson does come in, is your starter from day one, and like what we said, I think on the Monday or Tuesday edition of the podcast, I'm not sure they're going to use the tight end as much as they did this season. Not that Curtis Hodges was a 90-catch kind of player, uh, but you're probably looking at a step down from what Curtis Hodges was. But if you can get a guy like Swinson in here who is pretty well thought of and a guy that ASU has wanted in the past, I don't think it hurts you. So I think it's going to be a welcomed addition to the team for sure. Yeah, it's it, it's a good little pickup. And I mean, he's an absolutely woolly mammoth of a person, six foot eight. 251 pounds is what they have him listed as. And it just, he, he's going to give you a, a huge big body, potentially middle of the field or red zone opportunities, but the opportunities weren't there at Missouri. And I don't know who's telling him there's going to be opportunities in this offense, but the sure as heck isn't going to be short of some kind of just massive overhaul in offensive philosophy. But hey, props to Arizona State for landing. Another tight end body to go into a depth chart that is uh, mysterious ending in the next year. And then Derek Smith is the bigger get of probably the biggest get that we've gotten so far of all our transfers. Uh, Derek Smith, four-year player, two year, first two years at Miami, Florida, pre, uh, last two seasons at Illinois, and now coming to Arizona State for his fifth year as a graduate transfer senior. Connor... He kind of plays all over the place. I've seen him listed at corner. I've seen him listed at safety. And I know that he is a big-time special teams player. The bottom line is he's going to get onto the field for Arizona State. And best-case scenario, he is your replacement for DeAndre Pierce. At 6'2", 220, you're right. Totally a, a big boy, not like a, a – and I'm going to get this wrong because I don't remember off the top of my head. But Jack Jones, I think, was sub-six-foot. It was like maybe like 180-ish pounds. I, I think Jack Jones was 5'10 on a good day. Yeah, so I, I, it's a totally different build. Not that he's going to replace him one-on-one. It's not that the, uh, you already linked him kind of a little bit to DeAndre Pierce's role, right? So, But at, at 6'2", he, he's definitely got kind of a, a bigger body uh, than maybe what a, a corner may or may not have. So uh, might have the ability to lay the boom a little bit, but you're totally right. Probably coming into uh, Pierce's role uh, might be the best situation for him. There you go. So that's just a little bit of transfer news that we have for you guys. We're going to go ahead and call the second segment quits there. When we return for the third and final segment, we're going to be talking about Rashad White officially declaring for the NFL, opting out of the bowl game, and what we should expect and our initial thoughts moving forward for one of Arizona State's finest running backs to ever grace the program. You're listening to Locked on Sunday's podcast. Do you ever wonder what the biggest difference is making things in the kitchen versus what the professionals do or even at other restaurants? It's got to be the quality and the craftsmanship, and that's got to be more important to you than what you're realizing. So you should check out Maiden. Maiden is a cookware, kitchenware brand that works with renowned chefs and artisans to produce some of the world's best pots, pans, and wine glasses. Maiden produces professional quality cookware for those who love to cook. They source the finest materials and partner with renowned craftsmen to make premium kitchen tools available directly to you without the markup. Maiden products are made to last and they offer a lifetime guarantee. The cookware distributes heat evenly and can go 
easily from the stovetop to the oven. They have 40,000 plus five-star reviews and their products are used by some of the world's best chefs at Michelin-starred restaurants around the world. Made in, better cookware for better meals. Right now, Made in is offering our listeners 15% off your order with promo code LOCKEDON. This is the best discount available anywhere online for Made in products. Go to madeincookware.com backslash locked on. Use that promo code locked on for 15% off your first order. That's madeincookware.com backslash locked on. Use that promo code locked on. Bet Online has you covered all season, more props, odds, lines than ever before as football season continues to march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head over to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball to football, to NHL, to boxing, to UFC, and right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. We're back for the third and final segment of a Thursday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Connor, there's really not too much to talk here because of how much we talk about Rashad White. Our Lord and Savior Rashad White? Uh, He's number two after Darian Butler. Oh, that's right. You go ahead and take a step back there. But offensively, our Lord and Savior Rashad White is officially entering the NFL draft, which obviously he had to do because he was a a senior and a grad senior at that, so he had to go in. But he officially is declared... And he has stated that he will not be playing at the Las Vegas Bowl, which is a bummer because I will be at the game this year. And I was hoping to see him in person because when me and you went to see the Wazoo game, he did not play. And now I will not get to see him play here. So unfortunately, I never got to see Rashad White suit up for the Arizona State Sun Devils. And there's a part of me that feels dead inside about that. You can uh, come watch him play for the Cardinals next year. I mean, I'd be fine with that. Can you imagine him and Eno? That would be dumb. No, it'd be cheap. That would be very cheap. It'd be very cheap. And there, there's no better NFL backfield than a cheap one with guys who can catch football. But so as you said, this had to happen, right? It's still cool to see. Like for a guy as talented as Rashad White, for as good as he's been over the last season and a half, you just it gets it gets me excited seeing that he's declaring for the NFL draft, knowing that he's actually got a future in the NFL. Now, nothing's set in stone. So much of this is is determined on where he ends up going. Let's take a guy like Travis Etienne, who many would have potentially called the best running back in this previous draft class. Uh, but And obviously he got injured at the very start of the season. So doesn't matter how talented he is, like things have to bounce his way. But Rashad White, I really do think, has an impact to make, uh, has the ability to make an impact as a rookie in the NFL, like maybe a Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, Rashad White can do it all, right? We've seen it. He's a great pass catcher. Uh, he's still run very well in between the tackles. Uh, so I'm I'm just very excited for him. There's a lot of steps that he, and hoops that he has to jump through. Still gets to go to the Senior Bowl, which hopefully you'll get to talk with him there. That would be incredible. Uh, and then obviously he still has to go through the Combine, his pro day. So a lot of things still on the table for Rashad White before we end up finding out where he's going. This might be a step or a hoop, quote-unquote, that he has to jump through, but still an exciting one nonetheless. I'm very excited for him. And he will go down as one of my all-time favorite Sun Devils, even even in basically a year-and-a-half stretch. It was dominant. Connor, we, we truly got to witness some greatness with Rashad White 
he he was an all timer. He's not a guy who's going to get his name up in the rafters or anything, but I I will be telling my kids when they ask me, Dad, who was the best Arizona State running back that you got to see? Man, you know, Eno Benjamin and Rashad White and Demario Richard, Marion Grice. Yeah, Rashad White's going to be among those names, and those are stud names that I just mentioned. No, you're definitely right because he's not going to have the all-time numbers as an Arizona State Sunwolves running back. You can't necessarily include him. If you want to talk about some of the better seasons, I'm sure there's others who have had a better season than Rashad White. But It would uh, just be Enos. Yeah, right. One that I have personally gotten to watch, especially as of late, Rashad White has – like my jaw has dropped watching him so many times. Uh, heavily utilized in the offense because he had to be, but he made the most of all of his touches. Uh, I – very sad to think of where we would be without him this year and what they are going to be missing in 2022. Yeah, it it is a bummer. We are excited for him. I am upset that I won't get to see him at the Las Vegas Bowl, but I will get to see him at the Senior Bowl because I will be at both of those. So we'll have the opportunity to see him suit up one more time before he gets to the NFL. And Connor, I, I do feel very confident saying that he will get to the NFL. I, I think he is a draftable guy. I Where I thought Eno was a second-round pick, he was a seventh-round pick. If that's the case, I think Rashad is draftable. That's the last point that I wanted to touch on. Like How how I would view him right now if I had to like literally bet money on it. Well, let, let's just say my heart is telling me like late fourth round is what I feel like Rashad White's going to go. Is that going to happen? Who knows? Like, like Same thing as you. Uh, when Eno Benjamin got taken by the Cardinals, I love the pick. Not just because I'm a Cardinal fan, but I'm an ASU fan. So great, great to see him, uh, especially getting his first touchdown a couple weeks ago. I think it was against San Francisco. Uh, so wherever he goes, it's probably going to be later than what we're talking about right now, only because running backs have been so devalued over the last couple of years uh, in the NFL. But that's that's another conversation. So uh, excited for Rashad White, something that he had to do, but an exciting day for him nonetheless. I'm going to miss him playing on this team. Yep, we're very, very happy for you, Rashad, and we can't wait to see how your career unfolds. We're very thankful that you came to Tempe and graced this football program with your running style, your catching prowess, your ability to get into the end zone, and Sun Devil Nation is is very, very, very grateful to have had somebody as talented as you play for us, so... I, I, I think that's a very nice way to end this podcast. I think so, too. I, I don't know if we've ever ended on such a high note. We will after we uh, beat GCU tomorrow. Yeah, this this is true. Well, we had a pretty good high note after after hate week. But either way, speaking of which, 77. But <laughs> before we close out, I just want to thank you guys so much again for making us your first listen. Go ahead and make your second listen now. Locked on bets. Locked On Bets is your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Hosted by your boy Q, an expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Free and available on all platforms, just like the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, where we're here every day, Monday through Friday, giving you the best Arizona State Sun Devils content in the whole wide world. We're, we're everywhere, too. Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get those podcasts. Me and Connor are there. You can also find us on Twitter. Myself at RichieBrads36, Connor at C. Drios, and the Sun Devil, Locked on Sun Devils page at LO underscore Sun Devils. Please interact with us. We love to talk everything with you guys, especially stuff that has to do with the Sun Devils. But until next time, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.